Now, as we know, and as you may have heard in the news nationally, inflation is running at the fastest pace in more than two decades. So when the GST was raised, uh, many prices rose, obviously, by 10% overnight. And unfortunately, we're in a similar situation right now. So consumer prices rose 6.1% for the year to June. That is the highest uh, since June 2001. Now, housing construction, furniture, fuel, they've all contributed uh, to the cost of uh, living on the rise over that quarter as well. We know that there is a lot of things contributing to the cost of living right now and it's having a massive impact on so many people, particularly here in the Northern Territory. Now joining me on the line to talk a little bit more about the impact that it's having in the Territory is Dave Pugh, the Anglicare CEO. Good morning to you, Dave. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Dave. Now, we know that cost of living in the Territory, it is high. There's no other way to put it. What kind of impact is it having from your perspective through the services which Anglicare run? Oh, well, thanks for asking, Katie. Look, the cost of living is high. And, um, in fact, Darwin's higher than just about anywhere in Australia. So certainly, it's gone up uh, in the last quarter by 2%. So we're really concerned about this impact, uh, many of the clients we work with at Anglicare and see are people on fixed incomes um, or on minimum wages, and we know that they've basically got nothing left at the end of the at the end of the week. Um, and so now, you know, such big rises, we're seeing people increase number of people coming to us, yep. uh, asking us for support, with, particularly with food and fuel relief. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a small amount of emergency relief vouchers. There are many other agencies who do this kind of work, and of course, the Salvation Army and St Vincent de Paul are fantastic at this work. But they're all being significant increases. The Food Bank uh, is another awesome organisation, as you well know. Mm. They're being hit really hard with people just saying, "Look, with uh, food's gone up, you know, ten percent in the last year, certainly in this last last." I know that when we sort of talk about the cost of living and and talk about uh, different service providers, sometimes for for people listening, they actually think, oh, you know, that would never be me. Uh, I've got a job and, you know, I live in a secure home or I'm renting a property. But I think over the last couple of years as well, what we have seen is, is some people who do have a job and, you know, have previously not had issues with paying their rent and covering their living expenses have reached a point where for whatever reason it's become incredibly difficult and they have reached that emergency sort of situation that's right we're seeing more people on 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 incomes uh you know minimum wages or uh, particularly but people who are you know used to being able to make ends meet um coming in and asking for help look katie 20 percent increase in the cost of a dwelling in the last year building costs have gone through the roof mortgage prices are now going up of course because of um inflation and and uh, the reserve bank decisions uh people who were just making ends meet and you know consider about a third of the population do go from quarter uh, fortnight to fortnight um that's suddenly changed you know an extra 200 a month out of their out of their pocket because of their mortgage and an extra 150 a a fortnight Mm. out of their pocket because of food and uh, fuel uh people are, are starting to really feel the rub and we did a survey, Anglican Australia, who yep. we're part of, did a survey just 
just before the election, two-thirds Australians believe that income should be should be increased with the cost of living changes. Of course, um, at the most basic, people on fixed incomes from Centrelink uh, need to need to be able to follow that cost of living increases and are already below the poverty line. So, look, I uh, I don't know um, how how people make ends meet. We do know that a significant number of the clients we work with skimp on meals yep. um, in order to get the kids to school and they skimp on, on other costs and they're just each week coming into us and saying, where can I find this extra money in my budget? I don't know what to do. What a terribly difficult situation to be in. And, um, and you know, when you look at things like those petrol prices, obviously um, for a lot of us we think, oh, wow, you know, this is having a big impact. It means that I'm paying $50 a fortnight or whatever more than, you know, what I might have previously. Yeah. But for some people it's, it's yeah. you know, it's breaking point. It is, uh, it is tipping point and people are you know, starting to max out their credit cards. It's one of the areas where, um, of course, you need emergency relief, but you also need, uh, I think many people benefit from a financial counsellor who actually mm. knows how to go through people's um, budgets, people go, go through their, their uh, bank statements. It's yep. surprising um, how just going through a bank statement you can... Uh, you can see gee, how how tight it is for people. When they, so yes, yeah, sometimes we just work with people on their maxed out credit cards to say, let's go back to the bank, let's renegotiate this. Mm-hmm. You're paying a high interest rate. Can we can we look at a a, a, a negotiated outcome? And if the banks are helpful, they they do their best once you go and uh, approach them in the right way. But look, the answers here is is. Um, is big for us. We've, we've, as a country, we've underinvested in, in social housing. We've underinvested, I think, in um, in our settling payments because people are below the poverty line. Yep. Just trying to survive. We, you know, it does show us at these times, Katie, how important some of our great national institutions like um, Free Public Health mm. is, uh, Free Public Education. Thank heavens for those who are working in our country. Yeah, you're spot on. Now, Dave, for people listening this morning who maybe don't know exactly what services Anglicare provide, maybe they are listening this morning and thinking, you know, I am struggling, I'm finding it tough, I'm one of those people that, uh, you know, is foregoing different uh, meals throughout the week so I can get the kids to school. Tell us a little bit more about what Anglicare do and some of those services that are provided. Well, one of the great things about the Northern Territory, I'll, I'll tell you about Anglicare too, but one of the great things about our, our NT is that we're small enough that every service provider knows each other. So if a person was to ring your Anglicare NT reception and say, look, I, I need help, um, they might get a service from Anglicare and we provide financial counselling and disability support and homelessness support and family counselling youth, a lot of work with young people. Um, we, but the beauty of uh, phoning our reception is that you'll get referred to the right place. And yeah. Because it is a bit complicated, Katie. We don't know all the services that are there. Most people in the community don't need to know that. It's only when you have a really tough time, and everyone, let's face it, everyone has a tough time at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might be a mental health issue, and you really just need a, need a referral to a headspace service that Anglicare runs 
or it might be another agency. I think it's good for people to know, look, I can ring reception. I might not get the answer straight away, but I will get the, I will be pointed in the right direction. Mm. That is good to know, and I know that, uh, like I said, for some people listening this morning, they will be thinking to themselves, you know, I need to get in contact with Anglicare and uh, and try to, to get pointed in the right direction. Um, Dave, before yeah. I let you go, you know, with these inflation rates, uh, the, the highest that they've been in 21 years, uh, the impact, obviously, on the cost of living for Territorians and Australians, you know, what measures from Anglicare's perspective could be happening uh, on a federal and territory level uh, through our you know through our politicians and through our governments to try and make some uh, some headway in this space well it was a really good decision uh, recently by fair work australia to increase the uh, minimum wage i think that that was really helpful we uh, we've seen that uh, the pensions and allowances from central increased three and a half percent that's good, but it's not keeping up the 6.1% increase. So we do need to see the federal government say, look, we're going to use CPI, uh, we're going to use uh, these new figures as the basis for, for uh, minimum salaries. I do think we, um, the NT is, is uh, unique in terms of the challenges we face. Um, you know, twice the rate of youth homelessness and, and, and all those other challenges. I think that federal government needs to treat the NT not based on population but based on need. Mm. The NT government can't afford to address all the challenges in the NT. We do need federal government uh, support significantly and they tend to fund the Northern Territory issues on a per capita basis. That's not good enough. We really need them to step up and say the NT's got special needs and we need to address it on a needs basis. Well, Dave Pugh, the Anglicare uh, CEO, we really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so very much for having a chat with us. Good to talk, Katie. Thank you.